0: This is an episode I really wanted to create for three reasons. The first being that I recently became a plant mom as of a month ago and my plants have not died yet. So whoop whoop, that's a success in my book. I also have been spending a lot of time in nature, especially while being in Florida. And the third is that if you're listening to this episode on Wednesday, April 21st, tomorrow, the 22nd, is actually Earth Day. And so I thought, what better time to talk about nature's impact on mental health than right now? Here we go. Over the past year, a lot more people have begun to spend more time in the outdoors, whether it's taking a meal outside to the park for a picnic, going for a run as an outdoor workout, or even sitting outside at a restaurant because it calls for safer social distancing protocols. Well, with all of these things occurring in the past year, I imagine that there could be some kind of scientific basis for the changes that they've led to as far as our mental health is concerned. So let me take you back to my personal experience for a second. Like I said, I recently became a plant mom. In case you're curious, I'm growing a majestic palm and a yucca cane. The yucca cane is a series of three yucca canes in one big pot. So they're kind of staggered to look like three palm trees almost, except they're not palms, they're canes. And all of them are meant to be pretty beginner level plants. So that was something that I wanted when I was looking for a plant, but I really also wanted... The idea of life, right? In interior design, there's this idea that plants tend to bring more life into a room. And while that's a figurative statement, like they're not actually breathing life, when you think of the literal application, they really are because they provide us with more oxygen, they filter the air, and certain plants will also decrease the amount of toxins in the air, too. While I was picking up my yucca and the majestic palm, When I was talking to the clerk, they actually explained to me that for people with allergies, choosing the right plants can also help with the cleansing effect. So that means if you look for a hypoallergenic plant, it can be better for your immune system than any other plant might have been in the past, too. It can actually help cleanse the air without irritating your system even more. Building off of that idea, I want to introduce you to an organization that I found recently, and it's called the Brain Health Initiative, and it's powered by Mass General Hospital and Harvard Medical School's Teaching Hospital, but they do a lot of work both in the Northeast and on the Sun Coast. Because April is National Garden Month, they released a newsletter that covered a lot of the benefits of gardening and how that can be good for our physical well-being and our mental well-being. One of the benefits of working outdoors in the sun is that we receive a lot of vitamin D from the sunshine. Now, you may know that vitamin D is essential to growing strong bones, but it also plays a pretty significant role in immunity. What a lot of people don't know is that the precursors of immune cells come from bone marrow, which is why in some diseases like bone marrow failure, You tend to have a compromised immune system when it comes to the lack of strong bones. Another benefit of having plants or gardening outdoors is that it requires physical movement. Now, it doesn't matter if you have a beginner level plant or something that's a little more demanding. You know that cane that I was telling you about earlier? That thing has three canes sticking out of the pot, and as someone who's 5'4 and pretty active, it requires a hefty squat to be able to hug the yucca in the right way and pick up the entire thing and move it outside without feeling like you're going to topple it over and all the soil's going to go everywhere. So I definitely think that even if you're not moving your plants back and forth like I do sometimes pruning, watering, propagating, raking, all of those activities when it comes to outdoor care or plant care in general can be a great source of energy and a great source of physical movement. In this next part, I want to introduce you to a few studies that suggest that gardening therapy may actually be a significant tool as far as treatment for dementia is concerned. So the first one is a Japanese study on horticulture, which suggested that gardening can actually help with the protection of memory just by remembering to take care of a plant on a daily basis or a weekly basis and paying attention to some of the changes like maybe the leaves are turning yellow maybe you need to learn how to water it in a better way give it more light and adapt to the changes that the plant is requiring of it learning more about the plant can actually stimulate the development of a stronger memory rather than it fading over time in another study, this time by Harvard Health, they introduced this term called level of greenness, which you can infer refers to how much time you might be spending outdoors, around plants, in nature, and they found that the level of greenness was indirectly related to levels of depression. So, the, the higher the level of greenness, the lower the level of depression, and it was also linked to a direct relationship with socialization. So, the higher level of greenness, the more likely we are to want to spend time with others, feel more energy, and want to socialize. And as you can expect, the higher the level of greenness, the lower the level of pollution. With all of these three factors combined, Ultimately, the review suggests that there's a lower risk for brain disease, and if you ask me, it sounds like a win-win. If you can spend a little more time in nature, be a little happier, be able to converse a little bit more, and breathe in nice, clean, refreshing air, why not do it? As someone who's learned about it and I've been experiencing it myself, I'd say gardening is a great way to practice self-care, but you just have to be careful that you are getting that tetanus booster every 10 years because Clostridium tetani, which is the bacteria that causes tetanus, actually lives in the soil. My microbiome professor would be so proud, <laughs> but yes, you just want to be careful that you are obviously taking health precautions as well. Now, you're probably thinking, okay, well, everything isn't always all sunshine and rainbows, so what about when it's rainy and storming and gloomy outside? What does that mean for my mental health, and what does that mean for my productivity? Well, what a great question. I'm so glad you asked. That is a conversation I will save for next week, so that brings me to the end of today's episode. Thanks for sharing a few minutes of your day with me, and I will see you very, very soon for a brand new episode.